Barry Omani is a certified financial planner. He is the founder at Veritas Wealth Management. And there's lots of anecdotal evidence that many of you are contemplating a move elsewhere. You have capitulated um, after many years of um, working very hard. And you've just gone, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Um, and that's fine. I mean, yeah, there are lots of people in lots of societies who feel that at different points. Um, and so we want you to go and to, or if you're considering it, or even if you're not considering it, and suddenly you're going, oh, maybe I should consider it. At least you got financially aware of what you need to be putting through your mind if you are considering a move like this. And, and if you don't have the wherewithal to make a move, this is also critical for you because this says to you, Tough luck. <laughs> you don't have you not you don't have the financial wherewithal to do it. So you better just make a plan, stick it out, and be part of uh, of a solution rather than um, bail on the problem. Barry Omani, can one afford to leave South Africa? And what do you need to consider before making a decision like this? Well, as always, Bruce, it depends. <laughs> um, you're not an economist; you're a financial. No, exactly. Planner. No, no. So, um, yeah, we're coming into bray season, and uh, it's uh, nothing better in a, at a, a bray than a couple of sweeping statements. So, everyone's going to start off with the rugby, and they're all going to get excited about the rugby. And some, someone will come with the Louis Late uh, statistic that uh, South Africa really would have won five World Cups at this point. Uh, and then eventually, that'll drone out, and you're going to get onto the state of the country. And it is, it's a very unsettling time for all of us, regardless of who you are. Uh, it's an unsettling environment. And, and often a lot of us are getting news now of family leaving. We're hearing of colleagues leaving. Your kids are going to go back to class next year and that family is not going to be there in January. And it's, it's, it's very unsettling for all of us. And um, a lot of people arrive into our office and they're kind of going... I want to be proactive. I want to, you know, I want to be strategic about this, and but I want to do something. And they start chatting to us, and probably fifteen or twenty minutes into it, they and we start realizing actually the the crux of this thing is actually fear and anxiety of course that, it is. That, that they're actually feeling, and it's very important when you're giving advice to kind of get the sense of this emotion and to kind of hold that emotion out in, into the open. Um, and the one thing that we do know from anything when it, it comes to investments or making life decisions is that when fear is in the room, you need to be very, very careful. Um, and, and to give you the, the, the classic analogy is, of course, over the years, we've, we, you and I have chatted about the RAND. So when the RAND goes to 11 to 1, uh, every, you, you cannot convince a South African investor to put the money offshore. When the RAND goes to 15 or 16, I mean, get out of the way. 18? <laughs> I'm taking it all! <laughs> yes. The buffaloes are coming over I, your head. I once had a conversation with a man who'd had too much wine, um, a very senior executive, which shall remain unnamed, um, who told me I was woolly and optimistic and I was crazy and he'd just taken all of his money out at 25 to the pound. And so I said, well, you're going to regret that. And he said, well, I'd regret not doing it. Yeah. And that took him 11 years to get back. Uh, well, no, I mean, he, he won't get it back because 25 to the 25. pound, it then went to 17. And I, I won't mention it to his face. But if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> so, so what we try to do then is we said, OK, so what's your plan? You know, what are you thinking? And the first question is, where are you thinking of going? And you get these whole array of, of, uh, of answers to that, obviously. And then you kind of go, well, why? Why are you going there? And the first thing, sorry, when people actually say where they're going, you can say, so have you been there? 
And no jokes, 50% of people haven't been to the location. I had this conversation with somebody the other day who was emigrating to Australia and had never been there. Yeah. Now, my husband's been, he says it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then you say, well, why are you going? Well, I'm going to follow family. Okay, that's fair enough. And now it, listening to the show tonight, there can be 30-year-olds listening to the show. There can be, you know, 50, 40, 50-year-olds listening to the show. And, of course, there are people that are up for retirement. And they're looking at their young families with grand, young grandchildren heading off. And they're kind of going, well, we want, if they're going, we want to go and follow And it's a perfectly them. understandable emotion. It absolutely, really absolutely. And then other people turn around and kind of go give it the, oh, there's some tax reasons, some estate planning reasons that, that we're actually going there. We kind of go, okay. And, and obviously people are going to try and kick off a career for the younger crew. And what we've learned as advisors is through and through retirement, you know, when you're having retirement conversations and to put it very simply, you, you must never, you must always retire to something. You mustn't retire to get away from something. And if you actually explain that, please just elaborate a little bit on that. It's such a it's a, quite a philosophical thing. Yeah. Retires to something, not from something. Explain. So, so you, it's it's a much more positive. It's a positive journey. So you're 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 deciding on 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 going to something. I'm going into this country, and these are the reasons I'm going to it, and these are the benefits of it. Yes, there are a few downsides for it, but actually, this is a positive thing for me. Um, and for retirees, it's exactly it's exactly the same. So. That's one. And the second one is to go back to the tax and the state reasons of emigrating. You must, and, and we're in a group of, called Voluntaba. It's an association, just of financial planners that have conversations about stuff. And um, we, were, we were chatting about it. And, and one of the guys finished off the conversation. He said, you know, what I've found over the years is that if you make the lifestyle decision first, the financial decision ends up being a better one and actually then only then do you check what were the tax and the and the estate planning consequences uh, rather than the people who end up in a complete mess are the ones that are driven by the money first that that that's what you, you shouldn't ever do so then we start to kick off the conversation and say okay well assuming that you have been to the country so you can now and 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 in their mind they're asking us well can i afford to to do this and what we say to him is, well, well, how much is it going to cost you to live? You know, how, have you worked that out, like the lifestyle that you'd like to, to have there? And what kind of house are you going to live in? What car is you going to drive? Excuse me. What holidays are you going to go on? Where are the kids going to go to school? Have you? We have, of course, researched all of this and we do know you, the client. You do know what, what, you're, what you're doing. And of course, half the people don't know those answers so you're actually going and the later you do this in life the more dangerous it actually is when you're 25 or 30 easy as Barry O'Mahony came to South Africa he didn't need anything except a a pillow on the ground and you're, you're away so now this is where kind of a good certified financial planner and a lifestyle financial planner can kind of come into their own because you can actually now start working these scenarios out uh, for for the client. So the big news for a lot of people is that official emigration from South Africa is a CGT event. A so, capital gains tax event. That's the one. And so if you're selling your house, because if you're that negative, then you will sell your house. And if you make two million rand more than that, that's a CGT. Now you're going to start paying uh, capital gains tax. The, the other one is, which people have never thought through, is that all the assets that they were negative for a while, so they've taken money offshore, 
those assets, the worldwide assets, they too fall into your capital gains event. Um, but for most people, the, the crux of a decision whether they can afford it or not comes on the retirement fund. So most middle class people, most upper middle class people maybe made a lot of money through corporate jobs where they've put a lot of money into their pensions or provident funds or retirement annuities, whatever it is. But when you decide to go you, and you officially emigrate with SARS and the Reserve Bank... You must cash in your pension fund. Well, you don't have to. Ah. But you, if you do do it, you must realize you're withdrawing the money. So I think, I, I haven't looked at the exact figure, but of the first million rand, you get 800,000 out. But everything after that, you're paying 36%. 36 or 45, the marginal rate? No, 36. It's on a withdrawal okay. of a, of a, of okay. a, from a pension fund. Now, that's a game breaker for most people. Okay. So now maybe you can afford it and now maybe off you go and it's, you've, you've, you've done your work before, before you've gone. But for a lot of people, they can't afford this. And then we say, well, hold on. Now we can, let's keep the scenarios going. What about your kids go, let's say, over to England? How, how about you going and having extended trips over there? Let's price that. Let's do, you know, let's work those things out. Um, and, and visit the people uh, regularly. And then for other people that it's just not affordable to actually do it, uh, and even those extended trips, then what we start to do then is to say, okay, well, you still have the anxiety and, and the fear about South Africa. So now you, you need to look at how we can get reduce your South African exposure uh, with your investments and, and just slowly ease, ease those out. Um, and what we would always say to people who are kind of trying to be swallows is try and match your liabilities in South Africa with South African assets, i.e. your pension funds. So leave, leave the money in the pension funds, put it into the living unit and live off that because you, you are going to live here and your liabilities are here. But let's now build up the assets on an offshore side in that currency, in that economy and, and match your liabilities uh, over there. Um, so, so that's you know that they're the they're the the, the issues that you've actually. I mean, it's, it's, and, and those issues that you identify, and I, as you're speaking, I'm remembering the story that you told me once about how you went and volunteered for it was the Samaritans. Um, it was for one of these charities, and you went and you 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 learned from them how to listen to people when it comes to them asking you questions and them leading you. Because you've got to let people describe their scenarios to you so that you don't prescribe and that you actually advise on the evidence that they give you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, actually, as financial planners, we are, you know, we don't know our industry is an industry that can be easily now disturbed. It will be disturbed. And what we have done is that what I was describing wasn't the Samaritans, it was actually Lifeline. Um, but in the last two years, we've been doing a course with Fundhouse and um, Alan Gray, um, learning how to be coaches, stroke counsellors, and, and just learn to be in those dramatic mm. moments where people, they think they're talking about one thing, but you actually know, actually, hold it, the issue is all over here. And let's sort that out or, or unravel that. You unravel that. We're not going to unravel that. You unravel that. And then we'll help you with the money afterwards. Yeah. Absolutely. Quick question from somebody on our WhatsApp line saying, is it possible to transfer your retirement money to your new home country as retirement money without tax? I sincerely doubt it because the South African government doesn't want you to take your money out the country without tax, regardless of whether it's your retirement fund. Yeah, no, 
No. no. Short no. answer. Easy no. answer. Yeah. You see, you can't. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but Barry Armani, thank you very much. You want one more point? I do. And then we need to go I to Tara. Wanna, she gets it, very angry. It, She's it, Irish, you know. It, it comes down to the value of advice. Um, and, and here we haven't talked about product at all. Yeah. Um, but financial advice is at its best when kind of money and life meet. And that's exactly what's happening here. Retirement, it happens, and it happens when you're discussing emigration and issues like that. Barry Armani, thank you very much. He's a certified financial planner. He is the founder at Veritas Wealth Management.